Welcome to Yoke Talk, a look behind the scenes at Yoke Youth Ministries. Yoke is transforming communities by mentoring middle school students, equipping young leaders, engaging local churches, and enriching local schools. And in each episode of Yoke Talk, we have a conversation with the people who are making that happen. Hey, Yoke family. We are here in the Yoke studios today, and all this month, we're talking about a subject that is very important to the work that we do, and that's recruiting. Uh, Yoke is in a unique position of uh, being able to kind of grow our own leaders, and we're so thankful for those Yoke folk that come through the program, uh, and most of them end up going back and serving back in the, the very schools that they grew up in. But we always tell people, no matter how many leaders we grow, we're always going to start we're always going to be recruiting and we're never going to stop that effort trying to get more people into the yoke family all along the way and uh, this month we're talking with some of our our vital partners uh, in that task of recruiting joining me in the studio today is matthew best hey man what's up jonathan how are you Shout i out am, to the yoke I am doing great yeah, um, so Matthew's a, a longtime friend, uh, kind of, sort of in a new position. Uh, I guess we're uh, we're approaching one year in the new position at uh, Johnson University. Uh, so tell us about yourself and uh, what you do, and uh, don't leave your wife out. Of course, oh please, you know I know better than that. My name is Matthew Best. I am the director of the Future of Hope Institute at Johnson University. As of this summer, I am also the Director of Multicultural Student Affairs at Johnson University. So um, the Future of Hope Institute is a high school theology institute. We teach, uh, we take about 20 to 25 high school kids, mostly from the inner city in Knoxville. We, they spend about 10 or 11 months with us. They learn about the intersection of faith and justice, which is a fancy way of saying they just find out that the Bible actually has stuff to say about dealing with the uh, hard things in this world and that we as Christians have a responsibility to um, work in those spaces. And so that's a fun thing. The students get to work on projects and we get to give them scholarships and it's just a, it's an awesome opportunity. It really combines all of my passions in one. And uh, as director of multicultural student affairs, I am in charge of making sure that our university is creating space for uh, diversity and that not only are we attracting um, different students, but that we are making room for them once they get there and ensuring their success and that they feel comfortable and loved and that kind of thing. And so that's been near and dear to my heart as somebody that's done campus ministry for a lot of years. And so, uh, yeah, so that's me. I'm from Memphis originally. My wife, Yana, is also from Memphis. Um, she's a brand new nurse. Uh, so we praise God for that. And uh, we are, we are, we don't have children, but we do have a six-year-old German Shepherd that is awesome. And I think Jonathan love, is the lovely only, animal. Love I think Jonathan is the only person <laughs> that he's ever growled at at our house. But it's partially because Jonathan was sitting on his chair, and that was my fault. So anyway, uh, <laughs> next time will go a whole lot better. I promise you. But anyway, right. that's me. I'll to avoid that chair. Uh, right, for sure. <laughs> Well, yeah, you've got um, you've got prior yoke experience. I do. I have been to Camp Bayoka. I have <laughs> seen a lot of the um, what's the word? Oh, I gotta watch my word here. I've seen a lot of <laughs> very interesting uh, happenings that happen at your camps, and uh, yeah, it was. I'll put it this way: it was a new experience. And, uh, and I'm grateful for any new experience. But yeah, I had a great chance a few a couple years ago to speak at one of the uh, retreats 
one of the camps weekends and it was a lot of fun and uh, yeah so I think uh, appropriately enough it was what hillbilly camp see I wasn't gonna go there <laughs> I was actually trying to avoid that I, I remember there being a pig that was running free um, around the the area I remember there being lots of um, just lots of hill Appalachian activities we'll call them that lots of Appalachian <laughs> activities that's a diplomatic way to put it there you go <laughs> Well, um, so it, you've obviously got a lot of experience working with uh, high school students and, and uh, before coming to Johnson, you were with Emerald for a while, you were at UT for a while, a lot of, uh, a lot of experience on campus with college students. And uh, I know a lot of what you do is, is trying to help students get connected and, and find places to plug in and serve. What, you know, what are some of the things, why, why do you encourage uh, students to serve? What, what is it about volunteering in general that you think is important to, to uh, college life? Oh man, there's so, there's, a, there's an entire, I won't go too deep into this, but there's an entire like segment of your faith that you don't even get to touch until you actually start doing ministry work and sharing your faith with other people, right? And I think I realized that in my, thankfully I realized it pretty early in my life in my, or my 20s, but like, like literally you can love Jesus. You can love God. You can be a good Bible believing rule following law abiding Christian. And there are still aspects of your relationship with God that you cannot access until you are actively doing ministry and actively serving other people. And the beautiful thing about that is that doing ministry does not mean like preaching does not mean like leading a Bible say necessarily, but just interacting with people and loving people well. And, and I mean, what better way than to like do it by, interact with middle school kids that are looking for belonging, right? They're looking for love. They're looking for, for uh, identity. They're looking for all these things. And because middle school is so pivotal, right? Um, and, and what better way to, to be helpful and to really bless God's people than to interact with middle school kids. And I'm telling you in the process, the main thing that will happen is that you will discover more about yourself and you will discover more about God through your, um, serving. And so I, I would advise you don't even think about it as volunteering, right? Because volunteering has kind of like a, uh, a kind of like a, a sterile kind of like connotation to it, right? No, no, no. You're, you're serving and helping, right? And, um, and that makes all the difference in the world. I mean, your faith just goes to a whole different spot when you start giving it away, right? And so um, anyway, yeah, that, that's my encouragement. That's why volunteering, that's why serving, that's why just looking to get in where you can fit in and just be helpful makes a huge difference in really um, taking your spiritual growth and maturity to the next level. Yeah, obviously yoke is in, uh, uh, you described it well, it's we're in the relationship business, but uh, really what we do is uh, we're mentoring. And mm -hmm. uh, that, that to me, that goes beyond even just, you know, fulfilling service hours or volunteering go. for a work day. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the importance of mentoring as you've seen it, maybe even experienced it. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm one of those people that I have no problem saying that I have multiple mentors and I'm grateful and blessed. I mean, for some people, you have just one mentorship relationship and that is fine. That's great. But I have multiple mentors for different things in my life. So I've got some mentors that I go to when it comes to like, uh, preaching. I've got mentors that I go to when it comes to being a husband or being or, or potentially being a father one day. I've got mentors that I go to when it comes to uh, dealing with just with 
interacting on college campuses. And so mentorship cannot be overvalued. You, we all need somebody to pour into us, to show us the way, to give us wisdom. And, and we learn from people who have done it before, right? And, and sometimes we learn, you know, I'll, I'll say it this way. You, just because you can learn from experience doesn't mean you always should, right? So there are some times where if I've experienced something and I'm doing my job well, I can help ensure that you don't have to learn by experience just like I did. Mm-hmm. And mentorship is really important in, in that. And so, again, for those of you that may want to volunteer, most of you all listeners are probably already your folks. So you're probably already volunteering. But if you're going to share this podcast or this conversation with somebody else that's not and you're trying to get them to volunteer, you need to understand that like what you do is you get to start that mentorship process for a young person that might not otherwise meet somebody that can do that for them, right? Think yeah. about the people in your life that have intervened to get your life to be where it is. And that may be family, that may be church member, that may be a teacher, that may be whatever, but we all know people that have, have affected our life in some positive way. And why make a kid wait later in his life to find that person? to at least get that process started. So again, Jonathan and Eli and, and all the other yoke folks are not, are not asking y'all to be um, perfect. It's not asking y'all to be, uh, you know, something that you're not. They're just asking you to be available. And so when we make ourselves available to kids, for the most part, only good things happen. And the crazy thing is those good things happen for the kids, but they also happen for you, like I said before. So I don't know if that answered your question, John. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Something came to mind. You asked me a minute ago when you introduced yourself if there was anything you left out. And uh, it, it occurs to me that there is. For those of you who haven't figured it out yet, Matthew's also a preacher. Yeah, that does happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about your church before oh, we yeah. so, wrap um, up here. Yeah, I'm the youth pastor at Children of God Ministries, Church of God in Christ. Um, I know we don't even say the denomination, but lately I've been feeling really proud of our <laughs> So, <laughs> But I am, yeah, so I've been a youth pastor there for uh, about a year and a half. I am, um, I've been preaching there since I was 19, which I don't know if I would advise my pastor to preach uh, <laughs> at 19, but uh, he did it and he felt like that's what the Lord was saying. And he so must far, have seen something in you. I, I think so. What's funny? So that, have I told you a story? So what's funny though, I'll take make this brief because this podcast is not about me. But what's interesting is that, so after my freshman year of college, I, pre, I technically preached my first sermon at my home church back in Memphis. At the time, I didn't think of it as a sermon. I literally had been studying scripture and I went to the, the, my favorite preacher at my home church at the time and said, hey, I've been studying scripture. Here's some notes. I'd love for you to like, I'd love to hear you talk about this. I essentially wrote a sermon in <laughs> And he was like, um, that's not how this works. If, if you wrote this, then you need to come say it. <laughs> and so on a Sunday night in that summer after my freshman year of college, I, I spoke this word. So I go visit, I go to the church I am now my sophomore year. And I, you know, I've been there for a few months. It was just interacting, what have you. I go into my pastor's office. Well, you know, he invites me to his office right before Christmas break, literally the last Sunday before I go back to Memphis for Christmas break. And he says, Matthew. I think starting uh, next spring, I want to have you preaching on youth Sundays sometimes. I had never told him that I preached my first sermon. I had never, like, told him that I felt a call to ministry. I, none of that had happened. And this is actually even before I actually get 
what I would call my official call into ministry, which happens that Christmas of that year, right? My pastor saw that, right? And so, and so anyway, I, I've always been grateful to him for that, um, for being willing to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. So that's my super deep spiritual uh, preaching calling story. But uh, I don't think I ever told you that, Jonathan. But anyway, that's, that's kind of how that happened. That sounds like mentorship. It, right? Right. And oh, let me say this, too, because mentorship, <laughs> uh, mentorship has a different connotation in different cultures. Right. So I also think that matters, too, for your young people uh, as we're thinking about dealing with uh, black students or Latino students or, you know, non-white students. Right. So mentorship looks a certain way to the evangelical church. And I think I had to realize that because I remember one day, this is like during my junior year of college, I went to my pastor here in town. I said, Pastor, I'd like for you to mentor me. And he was like, I already mentor you. And I was like, what, but, but I want to like, and then I realized something in that moment in my brain, mentorship looked like we have a weekly meeting. We're going through a book together. We're having prayer time. And it's like, no, that's, that's one way to do mentorship. You're in the teaching me stuff. Yeah. Well, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. But it's like, no, like just being around you. Right. And, and right. so I realized over the years that mentorship and discipleship, right. The super fancy evangelical word looks different and that's okay. So don't box in. So don't, if you're going to come do ministry with these kids, just be willing to let it look like what it's going to look like. Um, because that is going to serve them more than you trying to fit them into your mold. And when you're like, well, I don't know why they don't want to come. Well, they don't want to come because you've, you've framed this in a way that is not familiar for them. Whereas the more organic stuff is the stuff that really, really will bless them. So anyway, I've already talked too much, Jonathan. <laughs> well, Matthew, thank you for your friendship. We're, we're glad that you're in our community. Uh, we're glad that you're on the Yoke team uh, in an extended way. That love, love to have your voice and your advocacy there on campus. And uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Oh, don't worry. I'm sending you more this year, and I'm willing to. I'm ready to get my next invitation to come back to camp. Just make sure it's not hillbilly. Me. <laughs> Will do. See you, Jonathan. See ya. Joining me now in the uh, Yoke Podcast Studios is our friend Brent Brewer, another friend from Johnson University. How you doing, Brent? I'm doing pretty well, considering all. Considering all, yeah, there's a lot going on, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're getting ready for the new semester and lots of new protocols and changes, so it's going to be a unique semester, but we're excited to have students coming back. Yeah, we're excited to have uh, students back, too. We got, uh, we got lots of friends that scatter during the summer. Like you, I suppose. Yeah, it was very quiet around here. Well, tell us a little bit about your role at Johnson and what you do. I am the professor of intercultural studies, missions, teach uh, encountering cultures, an introductory anthropology class to all our freshmen, uh, which is kind of how I've gotten connected with Yoke through through teaching that class over the years, and um, teach other upper level missions classes as well. And you've, you've got, uh, you and your wife have a missions background yourself. Correct. Uh, we served in Zimbabwe and Southern Africa for about 12 years. And, uh, and now we're neighbors. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> a little bit further down the road than we were before, because yeah. we moved down to the next part of Park Ridge. So yeah, well, we are in East Knoxville. We're happy to still have you in the neighborhood. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned um, being connected with Yoke. I know at least a, a couple of times a year our staff comes out and speaks 
uh, to your students, and uh, we're, we're always thankful for that opportunity. I always offer to go, but uh, they, they seem to think that the younger, cooler guys are going to connect better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed you've been kind of kicked to the curb. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I, try, I try to act like my feelings aren't hurt, but yeah, All right. I, I'll get out there sometime. Yeah, <laughs> but we we thank you for uh, for that opportunity to connect with your students. Why? Uh, just you mentioned you're in the in the intercultural studies. Why do you think it's important for Johnson students to get involved in the community while they're here in Knoxville? Well, I'd say first of all, for all of our students, uh, we think it's important. Our mission statement is that we are educating students for Christian ministries and other strategic vocations framed by the Great Commission in order to extend the kingdom of God among all nations. And so if we're really taking that seriously, then uh, you can't just sit here in our little Christian bubble out here in the rural part of Knox County and study the Bible and, you know, sing praise songs to each other. Uh, you got to go, you know, get involved and be salt, be light in the community and put into practice what you're actually learning and studying about. And so it's very important value for us to have all of our students getting involved in serving. And I particularly uh, encourage them to get involved in places kind of outside of the church. I mean, I know we need Sunday school hmm. teachers and uh, musicians and all those things in our churches, certainly. But uh, I feel like a lot of our kids, have, or a lot, sorry, students have been exposed to that already. And so I feel like, you know, getting involved with ministries like Yoke gives them a different perspective on what ministry is all about. And then more particularly for intercultural studies students who are hoping to work cross-culturally someday, um, you know, we really encourage them to look at, you know, especially like your urban areas or there's lots of other opportunities in Knoxville to work cross-culturally to, to start getting those experiences as well. Yeah, I, I often hear Johnson referred to as, as one of the best kept secrets in, in Knoxville. You've certainly got a beautiful campus there, but you're right. Uh, if you guys want to get involved in the community, you've got to be intentional about that, right? Yes. Yeah. And, we're, it, and uh, it helps to have a car. <laughs> or, a, or a very good bicycle and to be fit. So yeah, uh, yeah we're we're 12 miles from like downtown Knoxville. So you definitely have to make a bit of an effort. Is it, is it only 12 miles? <laughs> yeah, it seems further, but it's only 12. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You mentioned, um, uh, the connect we've, we've talked about your connection with Yoke. Why, why specifically do you think Yoke is a great opportunity for your uh, intercultural students? Um, well, it started with this freshman class that I teach and just, I was trying to incorporate a little bit of evangelism into that class. We really don't have a specific class about related to evangelism anywhere else in our curriculum. And so I was incorporating a little bit of that into this class. And I just felt like, you know, just reading books about or talking about evangelism wasn't enough. We needed to actually be put in situations where we could actually do that. And so I was specifically looking with organizations that were more outreach um, evangelistically kind of oriented and as opposed to again like I said before opposed to just going and working in a church where you're already working with people that are already Christians and so 
I was really excited to learn about Yoke many years ago. I think it's been at least 15 years uh, that we've been partnering. And so I, I thought it, it was very me. unique. That, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was very unique that you were in the public schools and really, you know, connecting with a lot of times with the students that don't go to church. And so I was really attracted to that. Yeah, we, um, I like to tell people that uh, Yoke wants to be where the kids need us the most when we when they need us the most. And yeah, being involved in our local schools uh, is a great opportunity to do that. We're, uh, we're thankful for you and uh, for your commitment to our community and, and specifically for the ways that you serve Yoke. So thank you for all that you do there at Johnson and thanks for joining us on the podcast. Yeah. I really appreciate what you guys are doing and I love the partnership and just want to keep getting getting our students connected with what you're doing. I hope so. That sounds great. Thanks so much. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye-bye. To learn more about Yoke, visit yokeyouth.com. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes so you never miss an episode. And follow us on Instagram at yokeyouth.